Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will with American Heart Enduro. I'm sitting in my office on Tuesday morning following Labor Day. I was actually unable to make it to Saddleback this weekend. I had planned on leaving um, on Friday evening and camping up there and racing. But about Thursday morning, I had an yeah, kind of episode with my back. So my back went out on me. I went to the uh, chiropractor, tried to get it straightened out, but Saturday morning, I literally could not even load up my truck to go up and cover the race. So, um, pretty bummed about that, but Drew and Jarrett Moan, they were there and, um, they got together on Labor Day at the lake and, um, give you a little preview or excuse me, a little recap of what happened at Saddleback. So hope everybody uh, enjoys it. Hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend and we'll see you out there on the trail, hopefully sooner rather than later. Thanks. Hey guys, Drew Kirby here with American Hard Enduro. We're going to do a little saddleback recap. I'm here with Jarrett Moan. What's going on, Jarrett? Oh, you know, just hanging in there. So it is actually Monday, September 7th, Labor Day. That would be Jared having a bone vive. Yeah, that's that's not that's not a typical cores. No, it's a, it's a bone vive. Yes, he's he's apparently high class. So oh, yeah. we're here to do a little recap of the Saddleback Extreme that was on Saturday, September fifth, and I really enjoyed it. Jared, what did you think of the race? Um, the race was great. I didn't enjoy it, but that's <laughs> that's my own problem, not the race. The race was great. Well, so you have you done it two years, or have you done it all three years? I've only done it two years. Last year. It was fairly easy, and I actually did good because the main hard spots were just flat creek beds. I agree, and so I, I think we did a pre-podcast talking about it with Chris Collier, and that place has the slickest black dirt I've ever witnessed in my life, and they had a bunch of rain this week. I think it stopped raining on Wednesday. So what did you think of that uh, slick clay? Um, I can tell you that the Kenda Gnarly, great tire, not great in those conditions. If you got flat rocks like TKO, like river rock type stuff, it's very good. But, man, that thing packs up like an equilibrium. And I don't want to talk crap about the equilibrium because it has a soft spot in my heart. But it's, it's about the same rate of horribleness in a mud race and we even mounted up a brand new kenda gnarly right before the race like the race started at 11 good. at 11 and we mounted one up for jared i think at 10 30 we got it done and the the bib was pretty soft and i was yeah. running a kenda ibex on tubeless and actually traction wasn't bad for me it doesn't matter how new the tire is if the knobs don't hit the dirt due to <laughs> the packing making it like a road slick you know what i mean I, maybe you weren't spinning it enough to get the mud out. I spin it more than ever. I spin it more than any hard enduro rider other than Quinn Wenzel. Quinn does know how to go. But Dude. so we, we, it was actually the weather could not have been better. First gear. Sorry, Jarrett's over here. I don't know what he's doing. But anyway, so the weather couldn't have been better. The humidity broke. It was the first hard enduro we've been to that was not 95 with 100% humidity. It was, it was so nice not struggling with heat exhaustion for one extreme enduro. It's like, holy crap, I can actually breathe. 
And so they started us rows of five, minute apart, similar to a national enduro. So I enjoyed that. But they sent us straight into an enduro cross section. Straight. Straight. And it was – there was – a hundred yards into into a monster truck tire, <laughs> two sets of them. So the highlight, I think, of the whole race, and the pictures aren't out yet. We've seen some of them. Is some guy, and I don't know his name. He got whiskey over the he got whiskey over the first set of tires, and he did not let off or break throttle, and he went fifteen feet in the air. Um, I don't know about fifteen feet. He went every bit of 15 feet in the air. Then what goes up must come down, and he ended up hitting the ground, breaking his arm badly and his nose. So his race, his day started and ended quickly. I just feel bad for him because, you know, it's 55 bucks to enter. Yep. So he he basically probably paid about a dollar per foot that he rode in that race. I don't know about your math. He but probably made about 55 feet of the race. Uh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, so I think, let's see. Nick Farringer, Quinn Winsel, Ryder LeBlond, Chuck DeLula, and another Chuck, who I don't know his name, started on row one. I was on row two. What road did you start on? The last one of the pros. I signed up Friday, last, yeah. Friday at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I got the last row. All right, so he was last row. So, luckily, I never saw Jared. He never caught me. And for once, I actually had a good race. It's probably my best race of the year. I say, you rode really, yep. really good. I actually rode – I just kind of rode. And other than – so, for me, the hardest part of the entire race was the super slick hills in the mud, the downhills and the off-camber. Um, what about you? Uh, yeah, that was also my hardest part. I can – I can ride rocky creek beds like no one's business. But as soon as you get mud packing in my tire and then you have a 45-degree slope where they just decide to take you from an off-camber trail and just say, like, hey, just make a right up that hill. And there's no rut or nothing. And you're like, this is going to be not fun at all. So I had... I don't even know how many times I hit the ground. Ch- I actually caught Chuck who, DeLula, who was in front of me, and we just went back and forth. Like, he would slip and fall. Yep. I would slip and fall. And then, unfortunately, he hurt his ankle on a downhill that was the worst downhill there was there. Yeah. We went down next to a fence, crossed the ravine, went up a little bit, and a then – ravine with, like, the slickest rock possible. You dropped into this creek bed, and it was maybe 10 feet of exposed – mossy muddy rock that that is accurate so after this then you got to the scariest downhill i've been down i immediately threw my bike down and said i'm not doing this and unfortunately my front fender got completely broken off or at least broken four let's see three out of the four bolts that's not the race to break your front fender on either we went up a creek with water in it for at least a mile and i got a shower in my eyes for the entire mile (laughs) is it the one that patsy was in she was in four different creeks. She oh, got okay. some great pictures, but it was a, if I'd have had a front fender, I could have gone much faster. But I literally spent, I think, five minutes of the race taking my goggles off, putting them on because I've never ridden with no front fender, and it is I'm one surprised. of the hardest things. How have you never ridden with a front fender before? Never ridden without one. Yeah, I guess so. One national enduro, I, I was on row two. I broke it off, and luckily somebody gave me their front fender that like a course so worker, you just never but. Had to do it. No, never had to do it. But huh. the amount of mud and water coming yeah. off your front wheel and They're the mental. Reason, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but the the amount of like how much the seeing your front tire messes with you, it makes it made the bike feel shorter. 
Have you done it? Have you ridden without the front fender? Uh, yeah, but my issue is always I don't turn sharp enough because you look at the you don't look at the end of your front front tire like you normally would because yeah. the fender covers most of so it. So you're looking at the end of so the fender. So you look you look at the middle of the tire, which the turn isn't as gra- isn't as sharp. Okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So it's really hard for me to like follow ruts with it. But also, I don't know. I haven't done that in a really long time. It was – I've heard people say how hard it is. And sorry, we're we're here uh, actually enjoying some time on the lake. We got loud boats. We got dogs. We got kids. And Jarrett's talking to his dog, apparently. So, that was the hardest part for me was no front fender, which I did for three-quarters of the race. So, I guess let's get down to it. How'd the race go for you, Jarrett? Um, I mean, I was doing all right. I was having a good time. The tire would, did not work well. It, well I had he, flashbacks of muddy equilibrium races. Well, And he told me he thought we might have messed up and not tightened the rim locks because he thought the tire the was amount, spinning on the wheel. The amount of times I looked back in the first mile thinking, I didn't get that on the bead, and the wheel is just spinning in the tire. And then I would look back and... I'd be spinning, the tire would be spinning, and I'd just be slowly going backwards down a hill. Well, I, I think that was when you best described it. So there was a lot of – Saddleback doesn't have a lot of big rocks. They have tons of loose little rocks. Yes. And for me, the second lap, the the ravines with the loose little rocks that the mud got drug up in were yeah. horrible. Which were and, like and that my was, first laps because he only had about five people in front of him. I had about 15 people in front of him. And it wasn't good. Well, and it was like Jarrett and I talked about earlier. He said he was in second gear with the bike idling, the clutch out, and the tire was spinning, but you were going I backwards. Was going backwards. I had never, like, even TKO rocks oh. aren't like that. No. Because like, well, TKO rocks are planted in the ground. Yes. 100%. These things, these things would kick out, and then when they would kick out, you would lose the one foot that you spent the last 45 seconds struggling to gain well and the other hard part for me was that first lap the mud was horrible and i was honestly dreading my second lap because i'm like it's gonna be worse but it surprisingly it got better but on that first lap i would lose the front end i'd get off my bike i'd go to pick my bike up and guess what would happen you fall i fall down because there's no footing there's zero footing so there's a reason my front tire would slip out. I couldn't even pick my bike up. Biggest pet peeve. It's this race and Battle of the Goats. Oh. When I when I can't make it up a hill and then you try to push <laughs> and you just your feet slide out and your bike falls there in a place where you know you won't be able to pick it up because there's no footing and then you just slide belly first down the hill. And what made oh. and they had several hills that were like right out of a creek, no run in. You would just about click second and just hit it as hard as you could. And I would get to the point where I would make it, if I didn't make it, I would just go back down because I couldn't even stand up to push the bike. See, I want, in my extreme enduro career, I've been burned so many times by thinking I can do better than this and going back down and realizing I never get back to where I got the first time. So I never do that anymore. I always just get to where I can get and then push. Well, but that's my fault because I'm just not that good. Well, so you're a very fast rider, and it seems like the fast. Were? No, I said, you are. Yeah. Did I say were? Yeah. Oh, you. 
I still got it. I still got a good five minutes sprinting me. Okay. If I did a sprint enduro, I'd do pretty good. Okay. So I apologize. You are a very fast rider. I appreciate it. But when Jarrett struggles is when he has to push his bike. So we're working on it. It gets hard. Uh, You did good at TKO. You made top 25 at TKO, and it wasn't easy. TKO isn't hard. Oh. Newsflash. I mean. So would you say Saddleback was harder? No. Uh. Which race at TKO? TKO 2 is one of the hardest races you'll do yeah. all year. Yeah, but I did TKO not. TKO as a whole, in my opinion, isn't that hard. Hot take right here, but you made top 25 and I didn't. And I waxed you this weekend, just saying. Easy. <laughs> well, you broke me on Tuesday, and that was the. <laughs> it was two Tuesdays ago. Yeah. And so I we, still we haven't recovered. So the Tuesday after TKO. We went for a ride. Jarrett didn't have a job at the moment, so he got out during the week. We took him on our gnarliest – what? It's not funny. You just didn't have a job. Yeah, we took I him on one of our gnarliest creeks called the Grotto, and his camelback – something was wrong with it, so he didn't have a camelback. We had to give him all our water, but we – it hurt. Yeah. Um, I hurt myself on, like, three different occasions. First one, there's, like, a – there's, like, a 10-foot rock slab – and there's maybe a foot of where it comes to a V at the bottom where you can get it and your back end doesn't kick out. And oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you remember pulling my bike off of me because... Oh, no, I, you, you hurt yourself way before that. Oh, I know. But okay. this was the most flashy part was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I went up to the top, maybe, maybe got oh. like a foot from the top, back end slid out. Put my foot down. It immediately fell. I slid down the rock, and the bike landed on me. Accurate. <laughs> and Drew comes waddling down because he made it up. He yes, I did. First try. And and he's like, you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. I think so. So Will's like, Will watches me crash, and he's like, I don't want to do that. No. So he takes this atrocious-looking side trail that it takes three people to get a bike out of. And I'm rearing up. I was like, I want to do it again. And Drew's like, no. <laughs> Drew's like, we're pulling your bike up the side. The, the problem with this trail is there's no easy way to get someone out if they are injured or their bike is broken. And we could not let Jarrett hurt himself. I don't break, man. I don't break. And we've, Vive. Yeah, I've heard that before. So, don't anyway, leave. back to Saddleback. How did your race go? Where'd you? Well, we don't know official results yet. Okay. There was some issues. So, they used live laps. They had four checkpoints. Um, there were some issues with the phones that were scanning the puck. So yeah, no kidding. It These... took about. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I just don't understand why it takes forty-five seconds to scan someone's little live lapse thing. Like if. You have to test these things and know that they're not going to work, and then just use a barcode. Like barcodes aren't mm-hmm. bad. And at worst, you have a towel with a barcode that you just swipe the mud off, scan it. Like, it's it's older technique, but I don't know. Well, so they tried to step up the scoring game, have checkpoints, use live laps. and Which is awesome. Well, and I it's heard awesome. several – I think the, the story of the weekend was two guys spent four hours trying to get to checkpoint one. Oh, and they were God. excited. When they got to checkpoint one, they so didn't get scored? no, they did get scored. Oh, they did? Yeah, okay. they did get scored. Oh, so yeah. that was like what. At made least it, there's a happy end. That's yeah. That's what made it all worthwhile for them, 
is making it there. So, Jerry, you ended up getting one lap, one correct? Lap. We don't know your official finish. Well, let me talk about my oh, race. Sorry. We Go keep ahead. getting sidetracked. You're, so, you're the one getting sidetracked. Yeah, fair enough. Bone Vive. So, I basically, any rocky creek bed, I would blitz down and catch, like, three people. And every muddy off camber <laughs> with a right-hand turn up a hill halfway through it, I would get passed by ten people and struggle and hee-haw and cry. And um, basically, at the hill that – actually, it wasn't that hill. It was a different hill, but I got halfway down it. And, you know, when you when you do a hard enduro and there's, like, a good bit of trail in between the hard spots. Oh, yes. And you're somewhat, where, you, where you can recover. Yeah, and you're somewhat quick. You want to make up time. <laughs> I think I was one of the few people racing the single track. I was not. I trail rode, yeah, and I was proud you. to do it. Good for you. For once. But uh, I, I I, crested the top of a downhill with a fair amount of speed. <laughs> Too much speed? Uh, I mean, 2020 hindsight, but, yeah. but I made it to the bottom, or the bike made it to the bottom. <laughs> I was not on it, and... Uh, I picked my bike up after it took an adventure without me and noticed that the grip, my, my throttle oh, side grip, yeah, yeah, yeah. my throttle side grip was completely torn and a bunch of mud had gotten in there. So you so, had cruise control. Oh, cruise control. And uh, basically, I had to, it would stick as soon as you would pull it off of, off of the normal position. Yep. The closed it, position. Yeah, you would turn it a tiny little bit, and it would stick. Wherever you So, that was probably about maybe, like, four miles from the end. Okay. Like, it was before all those big hills at the end. Oof. And then after that, uh, it stuck at the wrong time at one of those off-camber, hill, off-camber oh, trails. That was the hardest part for me was the off-cambers on the first lap. So, there was one spot where it took – it just made, like, a little 90 – wrapped around the mountain on yep. this little goat path and my bike just did not stop because the throttle stuck and i i took an ex- an excursion down <laughs> down to the left did you forget to pull the clutch in I, it was too late okay just checking do you i don't ride with fingers out on the clutch i ride with one finger on the clutch Good at all you. times i don't do that trials trial skills has helped me with that well either way um but you are way faster than me so fair enough but just saying (laughs) but either way i didn't catch until it was too late and it took me maybe 10 minutes to get back from the pits of where i pits of mcmisery yeah yeah (laughs) and uh after that i was like i'm gonna do one lap and i'm good i'm done so we got to those last two like pretty big hills oh yeah there was a couple spectator wise right they were all down there you remember the first bit the there was two big hills right at the end. One of them had all the spectators at, and yep. the first one before that was like right out of a creek. Yeah. Yep. It was the one that we came down last year. Oh, I don't remember that it coming was down. Super it. sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the one where the spectators were. Oh, was it? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Either way, um, that one took me about 15 minutes to get up. Really? Yeah. Dude, I got. Like, when your throttle sticks, and then you get caught in, like, third gear, and you can't 
like release the throttle to shift down and then go again. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was no bueno. Well, I it kind of like not having a front fender. It definitely messes with you okay. having your throttle stick. Okay, I, I, dude. All right. Anyway, moving on. Jarrett, Jarrett made one lap. I made any, one lap. I saw the entire course. I, any idea how long your first lap took you? Uh, it was right around three hours. Really? Yeah. Okay. So my first lap went much better okay. because I was on row two. Well, after after my throttle was <laughs> here, doing we go. Thing, okay. I took my good old time. All right. Because so, I knew I was only doing one lap. Okay. So I'm um, excuses. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I got lucky. Yep. I caught Chuck, and so I knew there was like four guys in front of me. And then Chuck hurt his ankles. You broke his ankle. No, I yes, I did. I you broke his ankle. What stays? What happens on the trail stays on the trail. No, it doesn't, because you told me about it. No, I did not tell you. you I broke, broke his, his ankle. ankle. I said I was down, and I don't know if he didn't want to hit me or what, but you he were, crashed. You were mad that Chuck signed Ryder and Danny and didn't sign you. No. No. Oh my bad. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah. That never happened. Anyway. What are we talking about? So, Jared is not allowed on podcasts anymore. <laughs> I didn't know that was. Sorry. It, moving on. Just get him to cut it out. Okay, we'll cut it out. Okay. So. Sorry. After Chuck goes down, I actually, it was brutal. Oh, the dude. first lap was hard. I think I came around to like an hour and 56 minutes. So, it was good. Really? Yeah, it was good a good first you. lap. So, then. three hours. When one of the off-camber sections, I just lost it. I was, like you said, I was down in a hole. I didn't think I was going to get out. Feeling Drew, so small? Drew Dobbs came by me. Yeah. And I was like. The Tractionator. The Tractionator. I, the people's And champ. I looked at the him. The riders champ. I looked at him, and I'm like, Drew. And he just said, hey. And he kept going. And it broke <laughs> my spirit a little bit. But like, he, I, No, he didn't say hey. He said, hey, buddy. Yeah. And I don't blame him for keeping going because I would have had to do the same thing because he started two minutes behind me. Uh-huh. And so he rode awesome. So let's just fast forward to the end. This is getting a little long. Okay. Nick Farringer waxed the field. Dude. I think he won by 30 minutes. Ryder LeBlond riding a Husky for a team that we'll talk about at a later date, which Jarrett decides to just talk <laughs> about. Third place went to Quinn. Quinn had a good ride. I don't know. He had some – he was hung up on a couple hills. Quinn twist the throttle too. Yeah, he was he was on the gas, and well, then fourth place how... actually. Hold on, Sorry. stop talking. My bad. Fourth place went to Danny Lewis, who had a great ride. He Dude. caught Chuck and I early. There goes my hero. Yeah, Danny is. He's also on a husky. And a fifth place. Who is who was fifth place? Do you Dude. know? Drew Dobbs. Drew Dobbs, fifth place. The Tractionator. The Tractionator. He had the, champ, the Riders Champ. We need to make a name for him that's not the Tractionator. But he makes tra- – I mean, that was – he did – I want him to lose weight again, though. So we can't call him the Tractionator. But he makes traction. I'm going to call him the Riders champ. Your favorite rider's favorite rider. He's the better Drew right now. He is. But – so he was fifth place. We think Jackson Davis was sixth, and I think I got seventh overall. I completed two laps. Where was Travis? Because uh, Travis, me, Travis and Jackson rode – the first half of the lap together. Well, so, I thought Drew thought Travis was ahead of us, but he apparently had a very bad race. So I was at scoring. It they great every they, time I saw him. They were going to call the race at four hours and thirty minutes. Oh, wait, excuse me, not four hours thirty minutes. Four thirty p.m. And he he came in at four thirty on the money. It was the, the last. Lap? 
No. Wait. Oh. I would yeah, his second lap because he obviously you did a yeah. lap. So so yeah, his second lap he came in. He was the last person to come through right when they were about to close time so in the scoring. Got like tenth, right? I well, and so Not again, many people did two laps. No, I agree with that. And again, live laps we had some issues, and it if you look on livelaps.com, it's pretty inaccurate. But <laughs> it was Chris, I know Chris Collier is working on it. He's got to go back in and manually input some of the checkpoints. So stand by. I'm hoping midweek. Chris Collier, if you listen to this, we'll have some official results. Hold on. Jerry wants to talk some more. Um, I would just like to say that the Saddleback Club did a very, very good job of laying out a course. I have one critique, and it would be, as far as arrowing goes, I think it's pretty standard that you put a turn, like a 90-degree turn arrow okay. on the outside of a turn. Okay, so you've raced a lot more than me, and I had some issues with arrows. I would see an arrow, and I would turn before the arrow, and I'd be in the woods. So yes. you're saying normally right. at I 90 degrees. Thing. It should be on the outside of a turn. So like the past the turn. You turn before the arrow. Okay, the arrow so. marks the turn exactly. The, like the apex. So I, I had a bunch of spots where uh, there was a 90-degree arrow on the inside of a turn, 20 feet before the actual turn. Yes. And I would turn in front of it, and the woods are pretty open there. But there was sometimes there'd be like a log or something. Yeah, but but for the most part, like, you could sensibly say, like, oh, the trail might go here. And it's just like, I wish all the races could get on, like, a like a set, this is how we arrow, this is what you should look for, outside turn arrows are always... Like, a foot past the turn. Okay, so that's the literally first time I've ever heard that in my life. Really? But I've only been – I've been racing that long. So, I mean, I went to the Rob Moan School of Arrowing. Who is the trail boss at Tough Like Roar. And all of Roar's other events are Enduro, our Hair Scramble. So that really is a thing, no joke? Yeah. Uh, you see an arrow, the turn is before the arrow. Okay. It should be anyway. Well, and that would explain why in my head every time I saw that, I would turn right before the arrow yeah. and I would end up in the woods lost. That's how that's how most national enduros do it unless they find unless they like, you know, find a weird club. But, well, I mean it's okay, so I did not know that, but that makes a lot okay. of sense to me. Yeah. Um you're supposed like say you're turning off a road. Roger. Where's that where's that turn arrow? It's past the apex of the turn. So you need to be set up and turning when you hit the arrow. Yes. And I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but God, that, nope. I, I made probably like six turns early lost in the – I wasn't lost. I knew like, oh, they probably just screwed up the arrowing and it's over here a little bit. Well, and the only, the only issue I had, I missed two turns. We were on like what would be an old Jeep road that had grown up with mm-hmm. – grass and there was a single track straight and a single track left i had head down i went straight and there was no banner to stop me i should have turned left and i got out there you know probably a quarter of a mile didn't see any arrows didn't see any actually one thing i liked they did was hang ribbon from tree branches because you could look in the ahead and see some of those if there was not a good tree for arrows yeah my my only thing is just since i've done a couple of these seer races and they're not AMA, like, yeah, sorry, choking on the dick of the AMA. Oh, no good? 
Sorry. My bad. Bon vive. But <laughs> what I will say is uh-huh. if you're – what I've seen from the smaller promoters and not the established clubs is an inconsistent arrowing. And I think that they should put out, like, this is how you arrow and just make it standard across every event so riders know what they're looking for. That's all I wanted to say. Well, and I would agree with that, but I think one big problem is I didn't even know that there was a standard for arrowing. So maybe that's something we need to discuss in the future. Maybe this is only an ECA thing. And I, I, well, I've never laid a course out. I've never put a race on, so it probably is. So It's it's just how Rob taught me to arrow. Well, and, and Rob's a very good at it. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to And he's very that. thorough. So, so, all right, well, takeaways from Saddleback overall. It was a good race. I enjoyed it. The weather was great. Cool. Slick as could be. Ferringer, Ferringer when he lapped me, he lapped me in the creek bed going up to the ledge. Okay. The really big ledge. Uh, the big ledge where yeah. I think on that big ledge I saw someone's seat and rear fender <laughs> together. Yeah. Won't name names. <laughs> It was like a flea market out there. It was. There was a lot of stuff. I, I left a front fender out there. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, Farringer lapped me, like, I swear, an hour into the race there. And I was like, oh, nice to see you. But either way, he just goes, man, shit slippery. <laughs> he goes, as he's just spinning somehow going forward. And it, I'm like, good for you. I'm convinced it's his long legs can push him while he's spinning. And just going, like, oh. where it takes me a little bit to get over the rock to find the mud where the traction is, he has just a little more push. He's just in shape, man. Like, you can tell. He's like, he's also pretty good. Yeah, but. And in shape. Yeah, but, like, me and you, we clear a really good section, we lose momentum, and we stop. Because we're like, we need to reset our. Yeah, recover. He doesn't need to recover. No. So he can. True. He can latch on to that small amount of momentum forever i like until that he actually gets stopped well so when he passed me we were in the the last big ravine before pretty much the two big hill climbs you talked about the last rocky uphill there was two guys in front of me and he passed me and i said thank you nick now i don't have to do another lap so he lapped me because i knew i was getting close to the end yeah. and hunter williams bike was laying on its side hunter <laughs> hunter was struggling he hasn't raced in a year Dude. and so nick used a little bit of his rear tire for traction a little bit Eh, a lot, and and Nick looked back and said, "Man, those Michelins do really hook up." Or wait, no, those Michelins do make good traction. <laughs> it was. I had a guy oh, tell me after man, the race who was funny. in the ravine that that was his highlight of the race. That's so, funny. all right, guys. Well, that's been the. I'm sorry. I hope the audio has been decent. We're just on an iPhone sitting on the dock, but that's the recap of the Saddleback Extreme. Here, We've got. Rev limiter coming up in three weeks. Hopefully, Jared's going to be off work and driving my van, and I will be there. It's the last round of the East and West Sherco AMA Extreme Off-Road Series. Are they doing awards there? Um, Is so that how they're doing that? So I think there's only two classes that are undecided. It's the B class for the East and the 45-plus class for the East. Who won pro is Cody? Uh, Cody, Cody won. Up. Yep, Cody locked up pro. Danny Lewis locked up A. Not sure who locked up B. Yeah, but but well, and we've been and Rachel well and Rachel Goodish locked up the women's. Class. Yeah, fair enough. Hopefully she'll be there. Um, it'll be good to see everyone. I know Cody's Maybe coming. Be a GNCC in like North Carolina that she can drive to on Sunday. That'd be a long drive, but she'd I know do she'd do it. 
I know we've got a good crowd. I heard Tristan's coming. I know Cody's coming. Max is coming. Quinn, no, Nick. No Europeans. I think still no Europeans, unfortunately. But I know a bunch of guys are training for Enduro Cross. Ben? Ben. Herrera? Uh, I don't know if he's still here or not. I haven't heard. Hmm. So, But, yeah, yeah, he made some waves. What, third overall at TKO? The dude's a beast, man. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. A couple days late, but we'll uh, – We'll uh, hopefully we'll get you an interview with Mark Cook, a little preview for the Rev Limiter, get all the details. See you later. Bon vive.